Hey, Malachi here, pastor and founder of Life's Worth Ministries, along with my beautiful wife, Christine. Welcome to our podcast. I pray that what you hear will encourage, enlighten, and enrich your life. You know, it's our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live hope and change, to draw you closer to our Heavenly Father, as well as strengthen your walk with Christ, using the Word of God as our foundation. I can't thank you enough for listening and sharing our podcast with others. And now, here's today's message. Welcome back. This is part three of our series talking about it's time to move. Now, in order to catch up, you're going to have to go back and listen to part one and part two to understand where we are right now in our lesson. We left off last week talking about two things. God's plan cannot be manipulated or powered by. We talked about the power of personal opinions and how God is not moved by personal opinion. And we talked about how God's plan does not work with the power of personal opinions. We also talked about the Israelites, and how they refused to enter into Canaan because of 10 out of the 12 spies that went over into Canaan to spy out the land brought back a bad report. But two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, came back with a victorious attitude saying that if we move, we can go in and subdue this land. They spoke with victory. They spoke with confidence. But because 10 of the 12 stirred the crowd, and I had said that it only takes one person to incite a riot. Well, they had 10 to incite a riot. And moving into today's lesson, The second thing we want to talk about in God's plan and how his plan cannot be manipulated or powered by the power of group determination. And just like the power of personal opinion, God's plans do not work with the power of group determinations. Because if God has promised you something, And you allow others with doubt to sway your faith, to sway your decisions in moving forward into God's plan. And if it caused you to falter in any way, then you stand a chance of God not being with you and your group when it comes time to possess whatever it is that you're trying to possess, whether it's a new building going into a new business, going into a new market, going into a new ministry, whatever it is, if you allow others with doubt, people that don't even believe that it's possible to sway your faith 
and it has caused you to falter just a little bit in obeying God and moving out into his plan, then you stand a chance of God not being with you or your group. Just like in Numbers chapter 13 and 14, when Israel tried to go up against the Amalekites, God was not with them, and they were for sure to lose the battle, all because of the negative report from the 10 of the 12 men I just talked about. And as a result of that, because the 10 swayed the people, they spent 40 years wandering around in the desert, a year for each day the men were out there spying in the land. But not only that, all the people that believed the negative report died by a plague right along with the 10 men. Their dreams had died. Their vision had died. Their goals died. Their ability to move into a new destination died. All because someone else's doubt. And we know that only Joshua and Caleb were spared because they had the courage and the faith that they could go in and take the land no matter who was in it. So it doesn't matter who's in the position. If God promised you the position, all you have to do is walk by faith and go and get it. Joshua and Caleb, two men, were more determined to win than the group that were determined to run. You have to be more determined to go into a fight than to run from a fight. It's easy to run from a fight. Anybody can talk a good game. You know, growing up in the neighborhood, we used to have guys that we used to call smack talkers. That's all they did was talk. Because when it was time to get down to business and handle your business, they, they would run. They would literally turn and run. And like, what happened to all that smack? What happened to all that talk? Anybody can talk. But when it's time to fight, when it's time to get down and get busy, there is where your faith is going to come into play. Do you have the faith to walk into a fight that is already fixed? Should I say that again? Or do you have the faith to walk into a fight that has already been fixed? But your faith in winning the fight is stepping up. All you got to do is just show up. God's plans work only in the simplicity of his own power. When God gives you a promise, his power will perform that which he has spoken. So if he's spoken something into your life, he has the power to perform it. His power nor his promises are regulated by negative group determination. Stop worrying about what the group thinks. Stop worrying about what the group says, especially if it's negative. God's not swayed by negative group determination. Yeah, they're determined on turning around and going back the way they came. But because God has placed a plan in your heart, he's placed a purpose in your heart, you know what happens? He provides. There is a provision that God has already provided for you. 
All because you have the determination to go. Number three in our outline. But before we go there, let's just recap for a few minutes on what we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. It's time to move. That's our title. That's our lesson text. There are three key elements that we are talking about that we need to know and understand in moving in a direction that God has already provided for us. Number one, we must understand the plan that came from Joshua 1, 1 through 4. Number two, we need to understand the power that came from Joshua 1, 5 through 9. And the third one that we're about to go into is we must understand the prize. And that comes from Joshua 1, 10, and 11. Joshua 1, 10, and 11 says, Then Joshua commanded the officers and the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. You know, Paul wrote a letter and told the Philippian church, he says, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, Philippians 3, 14. And then he writes his young apprentice, Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. As God moves the church, and as he moves the believers forward in accomplishing his plan, it is very important to understand the prize, but also his goal in this lesson. God wanted Israel to take possession of the land he promised them. In order for Israel to accomplish this prize, God issued one order. He said, prepare. In order for you to possess whatever it is that God has promised you, you need to prepare. Everything in life, you have to prepare for. You run a business. You have sales meetings. You prepare for that sales meeting. You're a minister. You're a teacher. You're an instructor. You're a motivational speaker. You're a singer. Doesn't matter what your profession is, you have to prepare. My oldest daughter and my son, my son is a hairstylist in Beverly Hills. My daughter is an aspiring speaker. And both of them had to prepare, and they're yet preparing for their journey in life that God has already purposed for them. My daughter is going back to school to get her master's and her doctrine. She's preparing what God has already shown her through her faithfulness. 
You just don't wake up and go, oh, I want to be a hairstylist without preparing. You're going to mess somebody's head up. They're going to sue you. You can't get in front of a crowd and say, I'm going to motivate these people. I'm going to minister to these people. And you don't know anything. You haven't been schooled on anything. You haven't read anything. You haven't prepared yourself. You have to prepare yourself for what God has already purposed for you. So they're preparing themselves constantly. And this is what we have to do every day of our lives. We have to prepare for what God wants us to have. When God told Israel to prepare, there are three points I want to bring out. Point number one, they had to prepare provisions for the final portion of the trip. They had to prepare to make ready to go into this land and possess all that God has promised them. The final leg of this trip, they had to have enough supplies. They had to have enough water. They had to have enough food. They had to have enough to finish this trip. Do you have enough to finish your trip? Do you have enough supplies? Do you have enough faith? Do you have enough determination to finish the final portion of this trip into walking into what God has already promised you? The second thing was they had to prepare their hearts to see God work in a miraculous way by helping them cross the Jordan. Once you have prepared the provisions for your final trip into the blessings that God has prepared for you, now Prepare your hearts to see God work in a miraculous way in your life. God will move people out of the way that shouldn't be there. God will remove obstacles out of your way in order for you to be victorious. Whatever the Jordan is that you're about to cross, you're going to see God move in a miraculous way in your life. The third thing is they had to prepare themselves to receive what God wanted them to have. Have you prepared yourself to receive what God wants you to have? There's so many things that God wants us to have, but we're not prepared to receive them. Our heart isn't right. Our mindset isn't right. Our attitude isn't right. But you have to prepare yourself to receive what it is that God wants you to have. Yes, he gives you the desires of your heart. That's true. And he also gives you some of those wants. But if you don't prepare yourself to receive what it is that God has for you, you won't be able to keep it. You know, Joshua gives the order to move in verses 10 and 11. And it was the order to cross the Jordan. Let me read that again. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, pass through the camp and command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourselves for within three days, three days. We need to start prophesying into our own lives. Three days, I'm going to get it. Three days, I'm going to receive it. Three days, I'm going to be blessed. Three days. Are you prophesying in your own life? Are you prophesying over your situation? 
Whatever the three days are. I don't know what the three days are. They can be a week. They can be a month. It could be six months. It can be a year. Whatever the three days consist of. If it's not three literal days, then whatever those three days end up being, you're going to cross over your Jordan. You're going to go into the land and possess whatever it is that God has already given you to possess. So likewise, as I bring this to a close, I want to tell each and every one of you that's listening to the sound of my voice, God is ready for us to possess a new territory in our Christian walk with him. And it's time to get up and move. God has something great in store for you. That's a fact. I'm a firm believer. I believe it for you. I declare it for you that God has something great in store for you. All you have to do, all I have to do, all we have to do is walk in faith and obedience to his holy word. Yes, there's conditions in order to receive what God has already prepared for us. Yes, there are conditions. You walk in faith. You obey his word. There's a reason that Joshua was bold and was so successful. It was because God was the one backing up the words he spoke. So when Joshua spoke with boldness and was successful in his campaign was because God was backing up his words. God will back your words. If you're faithful to him, if you obey his word, whatever you say, God will back your words. If a written document has any authority, it comes from one place, its author. The authority of the Bible derives from the authority of the one whose words the Bible records, God himself. Because God is true and God cannot lie. Let me give you three scriptures. First Samuel 15, 29. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. Did you hear what I said? The strength of Israel. Who is your strength? God is your strength. God is your way maker. God is your covering. And if God says something to you, he will not lie nor repent, for he's not a man that he should repent. He's God. Man will turn and look you right in the eye, tell you one thing, and before he turns around, has already contemplated in his mind that he was not going to follow through with what he told you. He will lie because he's man. God will not lie to you. God's word stands assured. You can rest assured that if God promises you anything, he's going to provide it for you. Proverbs 30 and 5 says, everything God says is true. And it's a shield for all who come to him for safety. 
John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. God will sanctify you through his truth. Why? Because his word is truth. Titus 1 and 2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. God cannot lie. So I say to each of you right now, prepare yourselves. Prepare the provisions for the final portion of the trip. Prepare your hearts to see God work in a miraculous way by helping you to cross your Jordan. Prepare yourselves to receive what God wants you to have. Because when you really think about it, everything in the Bible is a promise to his children. It's full of promises. Stand on the word of God. Trust his word. Obey his word. God said that he will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. He will open doors that man has shut in your face and laughed at you and said, you're not qualified. Well, being that God is the qualifier, he's already qualified you. Let me give you a little testimony on my wife's behalf. When she left AAA, she took a break about three, four years ago and got into another area of insurance. Well, she decided that she wanted to go back to AAA. And she had her interview. She did a good interview. But the guy that was interviewing her, because he really didn't like her per se, and didn't want her to come back to the company, didn't hire her. Well, she didn't get all despondent and upset, been out of shape. She just prayed and asked God, talked to God. God had already promised her that basically she was going to go back to AAA. She just had to be faithful and walk in his word. So fast forward. In 2018, a couple of years later, God told her it was time to go back. So she prepared. She prepared her heart to see what God was getting ready to do. And she prepared herself to receive the promise that God has already promised her. Well, she went in and interviewed with some other people, new people. They loved her. She killed the interview. They hired her back on the spot. She started advancing through the company within a short manner of time. Now she has an opportunity to go and represent the company in a, I guess it's a national training. And guess who's going to be a part of that training? The same guy that did not hire her in 2016. I told her, you see, there's always going to be a time when God is going to show up and show out. I said, what a wonderful, positive revenge. You don't want to, you know, be negative about it and go, ha, see, ha, in your face. But there are positive revenge. And because God backs you, because God 
prepares your way because God has made provision. No man can stop you. No man can say it's not yours when God says it is yours. You just got to go and get it. So she's really looking forward to doing that training because they had to pick one person out of each office. And the guy that was a part of her hiring process picked her over everyone else. And it went out through a company email that his pick was Christine Mitchell. And at the time, she was Christine Gates. So the guy that didn't hire her the first time probably don't even know who that is until she shows up. <laughs> so when she walks in and he sees her, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of thoughts in his brain like, I didn't hire her. No, you did not. God did. Stand on his promises. God will not break his word. He will not lie because he can't lie. And if God has promised you something in particular and you prayed on it, you trusted him, now it's time to get up and move. Walk in your purpose. Walk in the provisions that God has made for you to finish the final portion of this journey. And finally, understand the plan. Understand the power. Understand the prize. All three of these are vital into you knowing and understand God's plan for you to get up and move from where you are right now into where he has destined for you to be. God wants to see us embrace his plan. God wants to see us embrace his power. And God wants to see us embrace the prize. It's a prize that he's directing us to. What's the prize? One, to reign with him in glory. But while you're down here on earth, the prize could be that new job. The prize could be that new ministry. The prize could be that man or woman that you've been praying for God to send into your life. Whatever the prize is, he's directing you towards it. And in order to do this, and in order for this to happen, we must get ready to move. Are you ready to move? Remember when Bishop T.D. Jakes came out with, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready? Well, I'm going to tell you, because he didn't patent it. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready to move. God has a particular goal, and he wants to accomplish it in us. And he will provide the power for the process. That'll preach right there. God will provide the power for the process. So tell yourself, get ready to move. Pray with me as I pray this prayer for you. Heavenly Father, I come to you admitting that I am a sinner in need of rescuing. Right now, I choose to turn away from my sin and turn to you. I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I desire to be set free right now from my own selfish desires of wanting to live my life 
without you. And I ask you to forgive me. I believe that your son, Christ Jesus, died on the cross to take away my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead so that I might be forgiven of my sins and made righteous through faith in him. I call on the name of Christ Jesus and I confess him to be my Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I choose to follow you and I ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that you heard my prayer and I believe that you've forgiven me of my sins. I declare that right now I am a child of God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me as declared in Galatians 2.20. I am free from my sin and I'm full of the righteousness of God. I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I welcome you to the family of God. From this moment on, start learning how to live a life of faith by finding a good Holy Spirit-filled, Bible-taught church so that you can grow in your faith as you walk the pathway of Christ. You know what? I would love for you to write to me Share your story of faith and let me know that you said yes to Jesus. Email me at lifeswordministry at gmail.com. And remember, God loves you and I do too. Well, that concludes our podcast for today. I trust you were blessed and enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to tune in again right here on Life's Word Podcast.